0: Somebody give God a clap offering. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You may please be seated. And you can look to your neighbor and smile to them. Say, look at what God is doing. I am God's show of power, of favor, and of mercy. Amen and amen. It's so good to have you in church this morning. Good, 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 good morning to you in Jesus' name. Uh, if you're worshiping with us for the first time, this is Victory House. We are always glad to have you around. And please stop by again. Don't be in a hurry to also leave. I'd like to shake hands with you, take a picture with you. I have this tradition. Once in a while, I take pictures with people and I pray for those people. I don't post it on social media. It's just my prayer portraits. That's what I call it. That's how I saved it on my phone prayer portrait. So when I scroll on pictures, I just see these faces and I ask God to show up for them. And He does show up for them. And it will show up for you in Jesus' name. Alright. Let's go into the word of God this morning. I've taken the liberty to just walk through a few things uh, after Nicos that I believe we make our lives loud and clear. And last week I talked about the fact That if we want to have a life that will be speaking, because it's not all the time that you use your mouth to talk. In fact, sometimes when you talk only with your mouth, you may be doing little talk. I like a life that is explaining, but is manifesting. I like a life that when I stop talking, my life is still speaking. (laughs) I like a life that when people see me, they will see the glory of God in my life because. My life is speaking. And we looked last week at the fact that if you want to have a life that is speaking, one of the things you need to do is that you need to have uh, this keep on moving mentality. You need to keep on keeping on. You need to keep on moving. You cannot stop. You cannot rest. As long as you are here on earth, there is still more to be conquered. There is still more land. You never arrive you just only make strides and this morning i want to look at something else that i also believe will make our lives loud and clear in fact i believe this is the original purpose of god for us and um, he wants us our lives to look like this and i have tagged it what i call god's everyday people god's everyday people god's everyday people uh, I'll take for a text this morning. First Peter. First Peter chapter one, uh, chapter two, and verse nine. First Peter chapter two and verse nine. The Bible says, but you first Peter chapter two, verse nine, not one verse two. First Peter two, nine. It says, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. This is the manifesto of God for you is a manifesto of God for me. This is who God has made us. And you see, the, this manifesto is not something that God just cooked up quickly. It's not something that now happened after the fact. This was always the agenda of God. This was always the plan of God. In fact, when God was speaking to Moses in Exodus 19 and 6, uh, Exodus 19 and 6, uh, uh, God was telling Moses that you will be a kingdom of priests. Similar thing as royal priesthood. God was telling Moses that I want to make Israel a kingdom of priests. So every time God has people to himself, he's agenda is to make them kingdom of priests his agenda is to make them a peculiar people his agenda is to make them a holy nation his agenda is to make sure that these people they will show forth his glory Uh, in other words these people will live a life that is loud and clear these people will have a life that People will see their lives and they will know about God. People will see their lives and want to talk to God. Uh, And ladies and gentlemen, if there was ever any time in the history of mankind where we need to uh, be people who our lives will speak rather than our words, it is about now. There are many statistics out there of how many Christians we have. And the statistics are very high especially in the United States, many people say they are Christians on paper. But not many people are living as Christians. So God wants us to be his own people every day. The reason why it feels like there are not so many of us is because the few of us are not living the way God wants us to live. We are not God's everyday people everywhere we find ourselves. And so this morning, God wants you to answer the question, am I God's everyday person? am I God's everyday person when I go to work am I God's everyday person when I, when I stay at home, am I God's everyday person uh, in my family, are there people in my family if they don't have opportunity to read the Bible and they see me they will be able to know that there is God are there people that if they they've read the Bible and they have question mark, my life will be an explanation of their question mark God is looking for men and women who will leave Sunday on Monday to Saturday. Who are not just going to confine Sunday to a day and, 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 and that's all that happens there. They come to church and they do church and they leave church in church. No, that's not the plan of God. His plan has always been that we will be his everyday people. Monday will not be different from Sunday. We will live the way we are supposed to live on. The way we live on Sunday, we will live like that on Monday. Have you, if many people that profess the name of Christ will leave Jesus on Monday many employers will be happy if many people that show up on Sunday will leave Jesus on Monday to Tuesday even professors will be happy if there are people, husbands and wives that leave Sunday at home, I'm telling you there are so many things you won't have to uh, seemingly teach the children, they will see it because they will see a living example and so this morning God is asking you the question again: Are you God's everyday pe- person? In Matthew chapter 5, Matthew chapter 5 from verse 13, the Bible speaking there. Matthew chapter 5 from verse 13. It says, You are the salt of the earth. You are the light. Uh, it says you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt has lost its savor, where will shall it be salted? It therefore is good for nothing but cast out to be trodden underfoot by men keep moving verse 14. you are the light of the world a city that is set on an hill that cannot be hidden in the first uh, in in verse 13 he said you are the salt of the earth the second This verse 14 is saying, you are the light of the world. Meaning that God wants you and I to be something outside of where you call the gathering of believers. He wants your life to move into the neighborhood. You see, in in John chapter 1, we read about Jesus being the word. But by verse 14, the Bible said, the word went into the neighborhood. God always wants his word to go into the neighborhood. It's not only Jesus that should go into the neighborhood. It's not only Jesus that the world should become flesh. Even we ourselves, the world should become flesh. And that may give the reason why there is so many uh, uh, issues in our world today. Because you see, darkness is only powerful when light does not show up and you see the problem is that many times the lights are trying to describe the darkness and you don't need to describe darkness if you are a light you should just shine your light if I shine my light no matter how small it is darkness will pull back darkness the bible said cannot comprehend it so if I shine my light if you shine your light and we keep shining our light before you know it will run darkness out but you see the challenge is that the society society is is decaying today because men and women who are lights are not shining their lights men and women who are lights are putting their light under the bushel like the bible says in matthew chapter 5 It says can somebody light a candle and put it under a bushel he says no when men light candle they put it at a strategic place they put it in a place where it will have contact remember he says we are salt Salt is useless if it's on the shelf. You go ask people that cook, whether male or female. One male person told me they cooked yesterday and I said, glory to God. I like to eat that food. Amen to Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. I won't go more than that because I I wanted to go on a trajectory date but let let me bring myself back. Amen. But you see, let's say they were cooking yesterday and they put every ingredient there and they left the salt in the shelf and looked at the salt and smiled at the salt and 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 celebrated the idea of saltiness but don't make that salt to have contact, do you know that that salt will still be useless? I think that's the challenge of everyday child of God today we are salt of the earth but we are not making as much contact in the earth we are not living every day for jesus we are not every day children of god and god this morning is asking you again are you an every day person of god the reason for the rottenness in our di- uh, environment is because the salt is, has lost its taste is because the salt is not pulling his weight in the in the food is because the light is not shining as they should shine in acts chapter 11 acts chapter 11 verse 26 a word was first used there that had never been used before acts eleven twenty six. the bible says and when they found him he brought him unto antioch and it came to pass that the whole year they assembled themselves with the church and taught the people And the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. Look at the word. The disciples were called Christians first. It was not the Christians were called disciples. It is the disciples that were called Christians. So that, that, that explains a lot of things right there. that when we are talking about these everyday people they are Christians but they are not Christians that are called Christians by name they are Christians that are called Christian because they are disciple so you are not an you are not God's everyday person you are not a Christian if you just assume that this life of Jesus that we have is an insurance fire policy Many people, their relationship with God is that they want an insurance against the fire that is about to come. They want an insurance policy against fire. They've heard about hell fire. And so uh, let me just put my leg in uh, so that I stay away from this hell fire that we are talking about. But ladies and gentlemen, it's beyond that. It's beyond the hell fire, water, uh, uh, insurance policy. It is way, way beyond that. Uh, you are not a Christian because you even have church membership. Uh, there are so many people, and uh, they say, I'm a member of so and so, please. I'm a member of Victory House. I'm a member of the Redeemed Christian Church of God. God bless you. Let me tell you the truth. In this kingdom, it is not membership per se that qualifies you, it is sonship. We are not members, we are sons they were disciples before they were called Christians. It was their being disciplined under a master. It was their tutelage. Uh, It was their allegiance to this master that qualifies them to have that name and it was because they were everyday people that people saw in them and called them christians we have reversed it today most of us call ourselves christians and people don't see in us that we should be called christians the real way should be is that when we live every day whether i say i'm a christian or not people should be able to tell your life my life should be very loud that people can make a conclusion or a summary and that summary will look like what happened in acts chapter 11 and verse 26 what is um a, a christian not is not someone who just took a fire insurance policy it's not somebody who is a church member it's not even somebody that does good things it's not someone that does good things there are sometimes there are many people that do good things that are not christians they don't know jesus because jesus himself said it in matthew chapter 7 matthew 7:21 7, to 23 he said, there are some people in the end of age, they will come to me and I will say, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. And they will say, we did things in your name. We we, we had christenings. We knew how to talk the talk. But it's not about talking the talk. It is much more than that. We, 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 we came to Victory House. We, we participated in this. We participated in that. And God will say, look, it is not about participation, first of all. You need to start from the beginning and then now walk your way into these things so ladies and gentlemen this morning I have just shown you who is not an everyday person of God it's not someone who is even doing good works. so who is this everyday person of God number one this person has accepted the life of Christ this person has accepted the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross consciously he has accepted it consciously they didn't accept it for him it was not a third party relationship it's not the grandson of God God does not have grandchildren because your father was a member then I am also no, there's no transfer membership there's no transfer birth you have to be born by yourself everyone in this kingdom everyone that can call himself God everyday person must be born not that somebody that was born give birth to you no you must be born Jesus told Nicodemus in John chapter 3. He says, you must be born again. And that statement goes to everybody. You must be born again. There needs to be a particular day that you gave your life to Jesus. There needs to be a particular day that you accepted the sacrifice of Jesus. The Bible says in John chapter 1 verse 12. John chapter 1 verse 12. He says, to as many as received him, to them he gave the power to become the sons of God. When we receive His life, we receive initiation into this everyday people company. We receive His invitation. We accept it, and that's what grafts us into the Beloved, who is an everyday person or who is a Christian. Is a look-alike of Christ. So I receive the life, but once I receive the life, I now allow that life to flow out. I now, in turn, give Him my life. Because you see, when we come to Jesus in salvation, we are receiving what Jesus did. But to be God's everyday person, you cannot only receive what Jesus has done. You have to also now give him your life and he has to now live his life through you. Many people stop at the fact that they receive the sacrifice that Jesus gave. But ladies and gentlemen, in Matthew chapter eleven, if you start reading from verse twenty-eight, Jesus said, "Come unto me, all ye that labour and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest." People will stop at that. He said, "We give me rest." He now said, "Look, I'm going to put my yoke on you. <laughs> yes, you came with yoke. I will make an exchange. But the exchange is not that you will not have yoke. I'm going to put my yoke on you. I'm going to put my burden on you. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. But the is still a yoke there is still a burden so when we receive his life and when we now give him our life he now puts burdens on us so don't believe those people that tell you when you come to jesus he says come as you are and they stop there it is come as you are but don't remain as you came He wants you to come the way you are. (laughs) But ladies and gentlemen, your coming to him will never leave you the same. Nobody came to Jesus and left the same. Nobody came to Jesus and remained the same. Peter came to Jesus. He became much more than that. Peter that was doubtful. Peter that was timid. He became a rocker. He became a very solid guy. It was this same Jesus that Saul of Tharsus came to. And before you knew what was going on, God turned Saul of Tharsus to the man we popularly call paul today and this guy became a staunch uh, apostle of jesus christ uh, because what jesus done is that he takes people and once they allow him he lives his life through them they become god's everyday people so who is a christian who is god's everyday person Is a person who has accepted the life of christ Is a person who is a look alike of christ Ladies and gentlemen, if you have received Jesus, your your, your striving should be that I must look like him. Every child wants to look like his father if everything is (laughs) alright. And every child of God should want to look like his father. Of course, when we receive the life of Christ, we're already looking like him. We, we received him, but you see, there is a dimension of him that you don't get the first day you came to him. So, it, it, this is an unfolding thing because you see, God is limitless. So, you keep unpacking this gift called God. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 15 says, Rather speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head. We are to grow up. So who is a Christian is someone who has accepted the life of Christ who is a lookalike of Christ and that lookalike of Christ is maturing is maturing ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you this Jesus will take things from you and Jesus should be taking things from you from time to time. You should not be the way you used to be. There are so many people, they celebrate their humanity as if divinity is useless. Let me tell you this. If you have given your life to Christ, your divinity should show up more than your humanity. If your divinity is overriding your humanity, something is wrong. You are not allowing God. And this morning, God is asking many of us. He wants to have many God everyday people. Uh, if you used to be very angry, you know nobody can calm you down. Jesus should be able to take that away. Jesus should be able to affect that. And don't tell me it's my personality. There is no personality that, uh, that anger, anger supports. There's no personality like that. There are, yes, there are people that can be a little more animated and aggressive. Some of us can talk like this and all of that kind of thing. But Jesus can still work with you. You can raise your volume, but you can be calm. You can, you can be bold as a lion, but still as gentle as a dove. That's what the power of Jesus, if you allow him, that's what he will do in you. So don't be making excuses. There are so many people, they have made a lot of excuses. If you say, why is this? Why are you that? Why are you there? They, they, they give the excuse. It's because of how I wash. That, that, that's just me? Let me tell you the truth. If you give your life to Christ... If you allow that life to walk through you, there is no you in the human sense that you cannot overcome. I have seen God overcome very serious hunger. I have seen God overcome it in the life of people. I have seen people who are so very hardened because they allow this life of Christ to flow and in through them. Uh, these people are now so soft, uh, so to say, people that there's nothing you could do that they would even even cry. But now any simple, even singing songs, these people are crying. Why? They have allowed the life that is in Jesus to have effect on them. And one of the ways you do that is just stop making all these excuses stop making excuses if the word of god says it i will comply myself to the word of god i will not excuse myself out of it there are so many people who will say we are all human beings don't you know that we are all human beings let me tell you the truth and hear you very clearly. There are people that are not falling for the thing you are falling for. There are people that the thing that you are complaining about and you are saying that it's just it's just human, it's just normal, it's just uh, uh, to 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 hear is human. Yes, we know to hear is human, uh, but to grow up is also human. Uh. There are humans that grew up. The Bible said Jesus was born a baby and Jesus grew in wisdom, Jesus grew in stature, and that same Jesus that grew in wisdom and stature, that same Jesus is now living on the inside of you, so you should grow in stature so you should grow in wisdom so it, you don't have to be where you were yesterday so stop making excuses because anybody who is a lookalike who is a God's everyday person, must be a lookalike of Christ, who is a Christian who has a the life of Christ is a lookalike of Christ he is a man and a woman that obey instructions from God it's a man and a woman that obeys instruction from God. Ladies and gentlemen, we don't get to do anything we want to do. Really, does anybody get to do anything they want to do? No. Even in this earth, America is called the land of liberty. <laughs> Yesterday, I went to a court, you know, not something criminal. But I went there. And I saw this guy. The guy put his pants here. was making so much noise and all of that kind of thing. And then somebody called him. One lady with very gentle voice, because he was talking to somebody on the phone, very simple voice. "Hello, sir, have you filled out?" He said. "Yes, ma'am," because he noticed that that woman was one of the people in the court. He, he, he and I know that ordinarily speaking, if the court situation was not involved, this guy wouldn't answer that guy. You know, I mean, don't say I'm stereotyping this guy, but he didn't look like somebody that wants answer anybody. But even in his state you know like people say it's a free world this america is the land of the free you know i'm sure the guy knows all of that but he understands that in that court if he exercises freedom too much (laughs) very soon he will be in a jumpsuit amen to jesus (laughs) or he will be be one uniform or the other that he does not really like (laughs) and then he'll be seeing himself through some columns (laughs) and he will know that uh, liberty is confined within some instructions why does he have to you know organize himself there because there are instructions that even him he understands that the constitution makes it that some of these kind of people you respect them ladies and gentlemen if you are a christian if you are a child of god god's instructions are not opinions they are not suggestions they are commands and you have to obey them if you are a Christian, you must obey the command of God. Uh, is it easy sometimes? Maybe not. Uh, if God says, do it, then you do it. If I read it in scriptures, then I do it. Uh, there are so many things happening in our generation now. Every now and then, people want to explain the way scripture. I, I think it was somebody that the other day, that was, somebody was talking to him. And the guy said, you say this scripture does not mean this why does this scripture not mean this he said well if you look at the other uh the root one the greek one the hebrew one he said so why doesn't the bible just say what he wants to say in plain english ladies and gentlemen if you read it in plain english and it says don't do don't do if you read it in plain english it says do do these explanations that sometimes we give around some of these scriptures it is because we want to escape them the word of God says uh, if you are a believer if you are a Christian there are some things you need to do uh, and there are some things to you need to adhere to and one of them is the instructions of God the Bible speaking in uh, uh, John chapter 8 John chapter 8 and um, from verse 32 this is Jesus himself speaking the Bible says then Jesus said to those Jews which believed on him If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. Remember that in Acts chapter 11, the Bible says the disciples were called Christians. So a Christian is a disciple. And a disciple is somebody that continues in his word. What is his word? His instructions. So if he gives instruction, I do it. I continue in it. I don't, I adjust myself to what he said. I don't try to adjust what he said to myself. so god's everyday people they have accepted christ god's everyday people they are the lookalikes of christ god's everyday people they obey instructions of christ and ladies and gentlemen there uh, there is a practical side to this our work in this our kingdom there is a practical side to having this god everyday person find expression every day in your life i'm going to look at one dimension of it today i will look at another dimension next week there is a practical side so that people can recognize you as children of god ladies and gentlemen uh more now today than ever god needs many people to stand up for him god needs many people to be ambassadors for him god needs many people who will not profess christian but will live as christians who will not use words to describe themselves as christians who will not just have the label of of christian but who will live out this christian life and i want to divide it into two i want to look at it from the point of the root that brings the fruit the root that brings the fruit so there is the fruit of this practical side of this everyday our uh, people of god uh, but there is a root to this fruit uh, and what is this root the root is love the root that brings the fruit i'll talk more about the fruits next week but the root that bring the fruit is love for what what, what do you need to know and need to understand and need to key into into in this word called love uh, you need to know and embrace his love for us in first john chapter 4 verse 16 first john chapter 4 verse 16 the bible says we have known and have believed the love god has for us you need to understand the root for you to practically live this christian life is that deep inside of you you must let the love of God you must allow love to find the fullest expression because when love shows up uh, many other things will show up uh, because you see you can combine and condescend all the thou shall not thou shall this of Exodus 20 into one word love love God love people Somebody came to meet Jesus. They were asking him in Matthew 22, uh, what's the greatest commandment? And Jesus said, Look, 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 look. I can condescend it into this. Uh, Love for God. And love for people and love for God. First of all, starts from this point. It starts from the fact that you know and believe that the love the love God has for you. Every time you want to grow your roots in this, our faith, uh, you need to receive the love of God afresh. You need to understand how crazy God is about you. You need to understand how much God is in love with you. The Bible said uh, in Romans chapter 5, verse 8, uh, it says God commended his love towards us when we were still sinners. That was when Christ died for us. In John chapter 15 verse 13, the Bible says, greater love has no man than this, that a man should lay down his life for his friends. So if Jesus laid down his life for me he loves me so much it is the root if you if you keep this at your at the back of your mind if you allow god to renew your mind every day with this it will affect your behavior it will affect how you treat things because you understand the gravity of his love for you I'm reminded of this story there was this young man several years ago he was in the slave uh, uh, trade camp uh, and he had proposed in his heart uh, that any slave master that buys him that person was going to waste his money he had decided that if anybody buys him that person has wasted his money and so there was this man that bought him and in his heart he was saying oh this is a bad deal this is a bad market and when he got to the home of that man he told the guy he said before you go too far i have I am going to die a free man. I will not be a slave. And the man smiled. I didn't buy you to be a slave. I bought you to go free <laughs> when the man heard that he said you mean you didn't buy me to be a slave he said no i didn't buy you to be a slave i bought you to go free the man said you know what i will work for you my children will work for you everybody in my generation will work for you because there is something about love love compels some kind of action and ladies and gentlemen if you understand how much love god has for you oh my god it will radicalize your world it will change your world this love that we talk about is not a nursery rhyme it's not something that we just sing about the bible calls it in jeremiah 31:3 jeremiah 31:3 that it's an everlasting love this love lasts forever have you used a battery before that runs out this love does not run out think of a phone that never needs to be recharged think of a, a, a battery for your remote that never needs to be recharged it's always on that's what the love of God is. Ladies and gentlemen, when you mess up, that love has not gone down. When you did well, that love is still there. You need to be conscious of this. You need to believe it and you need to receive it. Ladies and gentlemen, can I tell you the truth? Many times, Christians, they don't receive the love. They receive it the first day they give their life to Jesus. And after they give their life to Jesus, they now live the love. As if, no. now that I have given my life to Jesus, I have to pay for my sins no <laughs> no the love the sacrifice he gave you there, it starts it's still that same sacrifice that will keep you to keep moving on so you have to keep receiving the love every now and then you have to keep receiving the love every now and then when you fall shorter receive the love by asking for his forgiveness don't be like the second prodigal son first prodigal son went out spent the money anyhow the second prodigal son did not go out but was still spending the love anyhow he was not receiving it because you waste not because you only use anyhow you can also waste when you don't even use at all there are so many people that are wasting the love of God they've not received they've not believed it they feel like it is too good to be true after all I have done yes this love is still for you so receive it now when you receive it like that slave guy you will now show it so the love he has for you is the foundation then you now have to reciprocate with the love you have for him Ah! if you receive it very well you will be like that slave if you understand the magnitude of the love of god you will not be emotionless you will not be actionless you will respond a love like the one god showed us if we understand it you will respond and this morning god is saying you should respond he's asking you to respond because his love for you <laughs> he is very great but you now have to love him you now have to show him love in first john chapter 4 verse 19 first john chapter 4 verse 19 the bible says we love him because he first loved us yes his love was the first thing but it now precipitates or demands a reaction. We have to love him too. We don't only love him when we say, I love you, Lord, in singing, that's part of it. We, oh, we don't only say, I love you, Lord, uh, uh, when we write it on our paper, that's part of it, or in our books, in our Bibles, uh, that's part of it. We love him when we obey his commandment. Love for God will show up in you keeping his commandment. In John chapter two, the Bible was speaking concerning the, uh, the, the marriage at Cana of Galilee. And the Bible said, Jesus told, uh, Mary told the disciples something. He says, whatsoever he tells you to do, do it. That is love. Whatsoever he tells you to do, do it. Don't argue. don't, don't, Don't excuse yourself. Don't even say the other people are not doing it. If you understand that he loves you and to show that you love him, you do it. You do it. Because you even understand that anything he's telling to do is not really for him, it's for you. Have you ever noticed and have you ever thought about it? There is nothing really God is telling us to do that is really for him. What will you do for someone who already has everything? What will you give to somebody who gave you, even you yourself? Because you didn't know that there was a you until he gave you you. If he didn't make you, you would never have known that there was a you. Who would have known that there was a world in the in eternity past who would have known that there is something called heaven and earth he is the one that introduced you to all of these things so everything he has you have he gave it to you so we <laughs> like paul said in acts chapter 17 he says for in him we move and we have our being so you need to understand that if this god is telling me something it is for my own good it's like a parent telling their children it's is it for him, the parents? A parent telling their children, read. Is it for the parents? You know, sometimes as children, I don't know about you. I used to think I was reading for my parents. <laughs> Especially if they are kind of like African parents. Because you, you feel like this degrees for them. But sometimes it looks like that. Because sometimes some people be on your neck. And you will read what you didn't want to read. Because you must, my son must be a doctor so they have a picture in their head so it seems like you read for the book most of the time even that first one you, even if you get the certificate and give it to them you know they can't use it it still belongs to you so his instructions are still for you that's why the bible says in John chapter 14 verse 15 it says if you love me you will keep my commandments you will do what I tell you to do if you love me you will show it many people that are in romantic relationships you will tell you that after a while i love you by mouth is not enough we want i love you by actions many people have said i love you with every other thing but action and god is saying a god everyday person (laughs) needs to understand the love that god has for him but he also needs to show the love he has for god you need to show the love you have for him ladies and gentlemen sometimes it will be the love of god that will make you do some things on a Sunday morning. That will make you drive because you know God has work for you in that place. Many people think that, well, well uh, if it is not convenient. I mean, there are many things that are not convenient that you are doing because of money. Why won't you do because of love some things that are seemingly not convenient because you love God? There are sometimes some of us, we stay awake for a long time. Not because we want to prove a point. Not because we want to preach a message that nobody has heard before. No. It's because of our love for God. We want to be able to declare His wisdom and His will to His people the way He wants it to be done. So you, you want to put in everything you want. Because why? You love Him. You love Him. Why do we give? I have had many people argue. Uh, why should we be giving? Some of this things is Old Testament. And I smile. And I smile. If you see taxes happening in your country, it shows you that the given prescription from scripture is valid because they got it from the Bible. Taxes came out of the Bible. Modern day civilization. Where did they get taxes? From the Bible. So if we don't argue with the government and you pay tax and if you don't pay it, it's criminal offense. Why is it a big deal? And if you love, won't you even give? For God so loved the world, the Bible said, and he gave. There is no love without giving. There can be giving without loving, but I don't know anybody that loves without giving. If you tell me you love me, I will see it in your giving. There are so many of us, we sing a lot about this love of God. We don't give to God. Somebody say, well, I I want to give God directly. Oh, please tell me. The next time you give it to him directly, (laughs) if you don't give it through people like the church, I, I want to I want to give it because I'm not sure what they will do. How many things are you not sure of what they will do with it? And you have been part of it. Many of us sit in airplanes. You don't even know the pilot's name. You don't know how alive the pilot is. At least we saw one pilot the other day recently. The Florida guy. They said the pilot became inoperative or what was the word they use now? You know, maybe uh, medical people will help me. The guy was really paralyzed he couldn't fly the plane and a passenger was the one that flew the plane how would you like to be on that kind of plane you know you just enter the plane and the pilot tell you 20 minutes into this flight, i will pack out <laughs> i know some of you you tell the the hostess i'll be back <laughs> you 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 will you, you will even tell your friend i will walk <laughs> instead of being on this plane we sit in those airplanes without making complaints. How much more following the simple principles of God. You give. It's a love principle. It's a love principle. So if you want to develop your roots, you need to understand the love God has for you. If you want to develop your root, you need to show your love for him. You need to stand for Him. You need to be counted for Him. You need to show up for Him. You need to serve Him. Serve Him with your time. Serve Him with your treasure. Serve Him with your talent. There are so many of us. There are many things we can do. But God has not benefited from it. You will never use it for church. Why? Because they didn't ask me. And when you love, you don't need to be asked. You ask yourself, what can I give? what can I do that is the language of love when people love they begin to find things to do they they make excuse to do things they, they, they create occasions to do things so God is asking you today are you God's everyday person if you are God's everyday person you have roots and this root is love and this love will be love for you will receive his love for you you will show his love and the final part of that love is you will release this love to others because you love God in very practical sense when you love God's people, when you love men. Men are the hands of God. Men are the representation of God. If you cannot love a man that you have seen, you don't love God. If you are callous to men, you don't love God. If you treat your neighbors anyhow, you don't love God. And sometimes, I grew up in the era where some people felt that we are not of this world. It means that I need to live in such a way that I have to be mean to people. I have met people, they will call them S-U, let me know put the full meaning there s you and they'll be very mean no makeup no this you can have no makeup no jewelry no nothing and still be very bad (laughs) because ladies and gentlemen we don't understand and explain and know them by how they dress we don't understand and know them by how they talk we know how we know them by when they show love in John chapter 13 Jesus was speaking he says, "This is how men will recognize you." In verse 35, he says, "They will know you when you have love, one for another." Ladies and gentlemen, if there was a time that we need more love for one another, it's 2022. Love in church. Amen. Love in departments. When people are in department and there is an issue, they make the other person the issue. The issue is the issue. The person is not the issue. We can deal with an issue very emphatically and still love the person. We need to know how to be able to live with people deal with issues. We should not throw away the person and the issue. There are people that if you offend them once like this, you have crossed the, the, the line. <laughs> you are not their enemy. Can I talk about enemy? Ladies and gentlemen, especially because the church of jesus in 2022 we pray a lot along the lines of enemies and there's nothing wrong in doing some spiritual warfare but really human beings are not your real enemy there is a spirit that makes human beings your enemy and if you focus on the human side of enemy you have missed the point because the devil will always change the actors when you kill the person the spirit that is creating the enmity will move into another priest and they will continue the priesthood (laughs) so why are you fighting one another why don't you understand that that guy is god opportunity for you to show that you are god's everyday person i may not be able to quote scripture from a to z but if i show love to that guy i have fulfilled the whole bible i may not have gone to bible school i may not know Greek and hebrew but if i can show love to that person i have fulfilled the law i am god's everyday person one of the greatest characteristics of how to show this our life that we have on the inside of us is to allow love to flow flow with people you know the more sometimes people know people the more intolerant we are to them we are most intolerant to people that we know our family members you talk to them anyhow the same thing that your wife did if somebody some sister in church not because you are looking at that sister in a funny way lustfully just because she's a stranger she's not very familiar you treat them kindly let me say to you this morning love others mean love others that are also close to you can somebody say amen love your children and love them verbally so love them in a way that they can tell So, if if you're an african parent here and i'm sorry i'm picking up african parents but i I, because i grew up in that culture i know that sometimes we feel that when we show love when when we tell love we, we are pampering the child better pamper the child tell them that you love them show them that you love them it's not only correcting them because you see when it comes to a child a child will learn by the education he gets and also the experiences he gets in fact the experiences he gets can mess up the education you give him and so if you don't give him the experience of love a guy can know so much and still do so badly why you have not let him experience love so this morning i'm saying to you when it comes to being a god's everyday person we need to receive love love is the hallmark. I'm going to go into the fruits next week but this is the root if we get this root in fact fruits will start showing up because it boils down to love love that you receive of God love that you show to God and the love that you show to men men that you know men that you don't know men that look like you men that don't look like you even men that even try to take advantage of you, because you see, ladies and gentlemen, it is not long until it is to everybody. In fact, sometimes when they don't deserve it, that's when you show it the most. Look at Jesus hanging on Calvary's cross, and He telling the Father, "Don't mind them; they don't know what they are doing." Ah. Oh how will they not know what they are doing the trial was not five minutes the trial was hours they and they tried him on several levels they took him to Pilate. they took to you know they were they were passing him around and they plotted to catch him and look at what jesus was saying forgive them for they don't know what they are doing that's how love talks love makes excuses for people love says that well she didn't mean it that way she did she will have done better if I was in shoe, maybe I would have done that too. Do you know if you think like that? The way you excuse yourself. The way you make room for yourself. If you start making room for other people like that. Oh, she didn't call because she, she, she was busy. Oh, that, that didn't happen because this, because that. You are making those excuses so that you can show love. And this morning, God is still asking and looking for men and women who will be walking examples, who will be living examples of his power on earth. These are not people that will just go ahead and reach their volume in the place of prayer. No, they need to just show by action. Uh, There are many times that what our prayer cannot do, our love action will do. In, In Acts chapter 11, verse 26, the Bible tells us there that love was what made or the behavior of these people was what made them to be characterized as Christians. And a Christian is God's everyday person. God needs many of us in town today. He wants many of us in schools today. Many of us that will be true to that word and will live out that word in spirit and in truth. In the name of Jesus. I want you to stand with me this morning and I'm going to close with this scripture that I want us to pray this morning. Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. And I will read from verse 16. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 16. The Bible says that he will grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in your inner man. That means your roots, which is your inner man, will receive some kind of strength. Then verse 17 says this strength will show up like this that christ will dwell in your heart by faith that you being and grounded in love. And ladies and gentlemen, what the scripture is saying there is this. If your roots are in love, I to take care of many things. And many of us need to fix that root this morning. And love for God. Love of God. I believe in the love of God. And I show my love for God and love for others. I want you to speak to God in the minute and tell him that Father, in the name of Jesus, that I've been rooted and grounded in love. In the name of Jesus. That's what I want my experience to be. That I'll be rooted. That I'll be grounded in love. In the name of Jesus. And you will be glorified in my life. Father, I thank you. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. Amen. God needs love being. And he will use you as one of them in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray for all my listeners this morning. And I ask, oh God, that as we go into our week, into our days, that your love will find expression more and more in every area of our life. And we will be your God's everyday person in our neighborhoods in the name of Jesus. And you will be glorified. Father, we thank you. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. A louder amen if you can.